105 years ago today, at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, the guns fell silent across the world, bringing with them the end to the war to end all wars. Globally, this day goes by many names, Remembrance Day, Armistice Day, or Veterans Day, among others, but it is universally used as a day to reflect, to remember, and to commemorate those who have answered the call of their nations of choice or birth who have made the supreme sacrifice. And with the silence of battle of the Great War, Australia laid to rest 61,514 of their sons and daughters within the embrace of French, Belgian, Turkish, and Egyptian cemeteries. Save for General William Throsby Bridges, the first commander of the 1st Australian Division, who was killed at Gallipoli and is interred at the Royal Military College Duntroon in Canberra, none of Australia's war dead were brought home, and approximately 54,000 of those who were killed did so on foreign soil. And of those 54,000 dead, 18,000 would have no known grave. On the 11th of November 1920, the British unknown warrior was interred within Westminster Abbey, a man intended to represent all young men of the British Empire who had been killed in the war, and a similar unknown French soldier was buried under the Arc de Triomphe on the same day. The following year, the unknown soldier of the United States of America was interred in Arlington. Almost immediately, plans were made to honour one of Australia's war dead in the same fashion, but it would not be until 1993 where one would finally be brought home. On this special Remembrance Day episode of I Was Only Doing My Job, an Australian military history podcast, it is devoted to the story of the unknown Australian soldier who was laid to rest 30 years ago today. Australia's military history is more than just a collection of dates and the locations of war-ravaged battlefields. It is the stories of service and sacrifice of those who have answered the call of their country of birth or adoption and the enduring legacy they have created. Join me as we look into one of those stories. I'm your host, Ross Manuel, and welcome to I Was Only Doing My Job, Australia's Military History, a Doc Network podcast. Now let's get started. As mentioned previously, while there were plans in the 1920s to exhume one of Australia's 18,000 unidentified war dead to entomb them within the proposed but not yet built Australian War Memorial in Canberra to serve as a representative of all those who had given their life in the war, and considering that for most Australians at the time, the cost and physical distance to visit their loved ones' resting places located on the other side of the world was simply a voyage outside the means of the average Australian, not to mention considerably dangerous at the time, these plans were not without opposition. Some felt that the unknown warrior in England was the representative enough. In fact, there was a chance that the unknown warrior was also Australian. More persistent opposition came from the Commonwealth War Graves Commission, who had a blanket ban on any exhumations of any kind. There was also sporadic opposition from those who believed that those who had died should be buried alongside their mates where they fell, or due to Australia's strong connection to the British Empire, by having our own unknown soldier, it would lessen the impact of the unknown warrior within Westminster, or that it would reawaken the grief of so many Australian families for a country where one in ten experienced the loss of at least one family member. So strong was this opposition that it wasn't until 1991 that the Australian War Memorial successfully initiated a campaign to repatriate the remains of an unknown Australian soldier of the Great War to be entombed within the memorial's Hall of Memory. Considering that 73 years had passed since the end of the war, great pains were taken to ensure that the sufficient remains were recovered of a single Australian soldier from a soldier that couldn't be possibly identified in the future. For privacy reasons, the decision had been made to exhume unknown Australian graves at the Adelaide Cemetery near Villers Bretonneau in France. As the Adelaide Cemetery was a reburial cemetery, that meant that the unknown soldier was buried elsewhere 
potentially where he fell, and then was reinterred at Adelaide Cemetery, where the cemeteries were consolidated, which adds to his anonymity. At the time, they did not know how many graves they would have to dig up, the process of finding a, quote, near-complete skeleton, unquote. But, to their surprise and relief, they only had to disturb one grave. They had unearthed the remains of a soldier whose role in representing Australia was not yet over. They were able to positively identify his service within the Australian Imperial Force due to his uniform badges surviving, along with other indicators that were certainly Australian. In 1993, prior to Remembrance Day, the 75th anniversary of the end of the Great War, the unknown Australian soldier was placed in a Tasmanian black wood timber coffin and an Australian flag draped over it with a slouch hat and bayonet placed on top. He spent the day at the Tower of the Australian Memorial at Villas Bretno, a night under the Menin Gate, which serves as the memorial of the 6,192 missing Australian soldiers in Flanders, including the last post plate over his coffin, before being flown by a Qantas aircraft to Sydney, then a C-130 Hercules from Canberra, where he lay in state in King's Hall within Australia's old Parliament House. On the 11th of November 1993, his coffin was placed on a gun carriage and joined a grand military procession with 600 military banners and standards, bringing him to the Stone of Remembrance outside the Australian War Memorial, where a state funeral was conveyed before him, before 25,000 people, before being entombed within the memorial's Hall of Memory. One of the 12 surviving First World War veterans, who was present at the ceremony, was then tasked with sprinkling soil from Poziers on the tomb, and he famously went off script by saying, quote, you're home now, mate, unquote. The eulogy to the unknown Australian soldier was delivered by sitting Prime Minister, the Honourable Paul Keating, in a tradition that is now repeated every Remembrance Day at the Australian War Memorial at its last post-ceremony. It is considered the greatest speech ever delivered by any Australian Prime Minister on any subject. While I lack the diction of Prime Minister Keating, I give you the eulogy to the unknown Australian soldier. We do not know his rank or his battalion. We do not know where he was born or precisely how and when he died. We do not know where in Australia he had made his home or when he left it for the battlefields of Europe. We do not know his age or his circumstances, whether he was from the city or the bush, what occupation he left to become a soldier, what religion, if he had a religion, if he was married or single. We do not know who loved him or whom he loved. If he had children, we do not know who they are. His family is lost to us as he was lost to them. We will never know who this Australian was. Yet he has always been among those we've honoured. We do know that he was one of the 45,000 Australians who died on the Western Front. One of the 416,000 Australians who volunteered for service in the First World War. One of the 324,000 Australians who served overseas in that war and one of the 60,000 Australians who died on foreign soil. One of the 100,000 Australians who have died in wars this century. He is all of them, and he's one of us. This Australia and the Australia he knew are like foreign countries. The tide of events since he died has been so dramatic, so vast and all-consuming, a world has been created beyond the reach of his imagination. He may have been one of those 
who believed the Great War would be an adventure too grand to miss. He may have felt that he would never live down the shame of not going. But the chances are that he went for no other reason than he believed it was his duty, the duty he owed his country and his king. Because the Great War was a mad, brutal, awful struggle distinguished more often than not by military and political incompetence, because the waste of human life was so terrible that some said victory was scarcely discernible from defeat, and because the war, which was supposed to end all wars, in fact, sowed the seeds of a second, even more terrible war, we might think that this unknown shoulder soldier died in vain. But in honouring our war dead, as we always have, we declare that this is not true. For out of the war came a lesson which transcended the horror and tragedy and the inexcusable folly. It was a lesson about ordinary people. And the lesson was that they were not ordinary. On all sides, they were the heroes of that war, not the generals and the politicians, but the soldiers and sailors and nurses, those who taught us to endure hardship, show courage, to be bold as well as resilient, to believe in ourselves, to stick together. The unknown Australian soldier we inter today was one of those who by his deeds proved that real nobility and grandeur belongs not to empires and to nations, but to the people on whom they, in the last resort, always depend. That is surely at the heart of the Anzac story, the Australian legend which emerged from the law. It's not a legend, it's a legend not of sweeping military victories so much as triumphs against the odds of courage and ingenuity in adversity. It is a legend of free and independent spirits whose discipline derived less from military formalities and customs than from the bonds of mateship and the demands of necessity. It is a democratic tradition, the tradition in which Australians have gone to war ever since. This unknown Australian is not interred here to glorify war over peace or to assert a soldier's character above a civilian's or one race or one nation or one religion above another or men above women or the war in which he fought and died above any other war or of one generation above any that has or will come later. The unknown soldier honours the memory of all those men and women who laid down their lives for Australia. His tomb is a reminder of what we've lost in war and what we have gained. We've lost more than 100,000 lives and with them all their love of this country and all their hope and energy. But we've gained a legend, a story of bravery and sacrifice and with it a deeper faith in ourselves and our democracy and a deeper understanding of what it means to be Australian. It's not too much to hope, therefore, that this unknown Australian soldier might continue to serve his country. He might enshrine a nation's love of peace and remind us that in the sacrifice of the men and women whose names are recorded here, there is faith enough for all of us.
To mark the 20th anniversary of his internment, in 2013, the inscription, He is one of them and he is one of us, was carved on the bevel edge that led to the front of the tomb. The opposite side bears the inscription, Known unto God, and the eulogy, now cast in bronze, sits at the entrance of the Hall of Memory. To mark the 25th anniversary of the internment, Australia's Federation Guard mounted a vigil from 6pm to 10pm on the 10th of November 2018. Now, I personally had the privilege of attending that vigil, and I have shared some photos of it on the podcast social pages. At the Adelaide Cemetery, where the unknown Australian soldier once resided, a headstone now bears the inscription, quote, The remains of an unknown Australian soldier lay in this grave for 75 years. On the 2nd of November, 1993, they were exhumed and now rest in the tomb of the unknown Australian soldier at the Australian War Memorial in Canberra, unquote. Now, it's entirely possible that I will cover the unknown Australian soldier's actual story in an episode, but only he would know for sure. So until next time, friends, catch around and lest we forget. The recording of the eulogy to the unknown Australian soldier was accessed from the National Archives of Australia. I was only doing my job, an Australian military podcast is made possible thanks to the generous support from each and every one of you, but in particular, our Armoured Emu Brigade community. Now, if you want to join in on the conversation, you can do so over on our social media channels. At this point, the podcast is on everything. And if you want to join the Armoured Emu Brigade community, you can do so over on our Discord server. Links to everything are on our website as well as in the episode description. But if you want to support the podcast, you now have two options. You can either buy the podcast a one-off coffee or join us on Patreon for ongoing support. Each cent given goes directly into digitization of records as well as distribution and licensing. We seem to have hit a chord with the population of Ashburn, Virginia, as it and the United States are still our most popular country in the, to listen to the podcast. So a shout out to whoever is following us there. Now, if you enjoy this or any other episode in the series, please leave a review or share it with a friend as it is the best way to get the show in the ears of people who need to hear it. Until next time, friends. Catch you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the I Was Only Doing My Job Australia's Military History Podcast, a Doc Network production. This episode was recorded on the lands of the Gangdangara people whose elders have passed on knowledge for thousands of years, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. This episode was written, researched, produced, directed, and audio engineered by me, Ross, with additional research done by Laurie Favell of My Silent Hero. If you do know someone whose story needs to be told, feel free to leave a comment on an episode or send us an email at IWasOnlyDoingMyJobPod at gmail.com. If you like what we do here and you want to support this podcast, the best thing you can do is share this with a friend or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform as it really helps others find the show. And if you want to join in on the conversation, join us over on Discord. And if you want more content, including show notes, photos, transcripts, and my various adventures finding memorials dotted around Australia, head over to our website at www.thedocnetwork.net and follow the show on all our social media pages at IWODMJ. Don't worry, there are links to everything in the show notes. Join me personally for more bite-sized history over on TikTok and pretty much everywhere else at Doc Winters. All opinions expressed in this episode are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of any entity, agency, or organization. It is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye.